0: Today, we're in Psalm 57 and 1 Samuel 24. David shows great restraint at an opportune moment. Restraint, that is something that is sorely missing in today's world. Consequently, I have to call on the Holy Spirit daily to help with restraint when it comes to responding to people on social media. Imagine what a kinder, gentler world we would have if everyone did that. But alas, not everyone has the power of the Holy Spirit in their hearts. You could, you know. Today we start with a Psalm and end with a story. It tells of David using the power of the Holy Spirit given to him by God to not do what he really wants to do, but what he should do instead. It's rather surprising. An unbelievable opportunity presents itself. Do you take advantage of it? Let's dig in. I'll start with Psalm 57, a prayer for safety from enemies. And the introduction reads, to the chief musician set to the tune, do not destroy, a victim of David when he fled from Saul into the cave. So a victim, they're not really quite sure what that is, um, could be. Um, I heard it was like a jewel or maybe one of David's favorite psalms, um, song, a musical term, we're not quite sure. Anyway, be merciful to me, oh God, be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will take my refuge until these calamities have passed by. I will cry out to God most high, and that in Hebrew is Elohim, Elyon, to God who performs all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me. He reproaches the one who would swallow me up. And here's a sala or an interlude. So that means stop, pause, think about what you just read. Meditate on it. Not, oh, no, I do of that. Just read it again and think about it. Okay, slow down. We go through these, so pause, rewind, listen to it again, say a lot. Okay, going on. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions. I lie among the sons of men who are set on fire, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue a sharp sword. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have dug a pit before me into the midst of it. They themselves have fallen. There's another lot here, so it's a stop and pause and think about that. My heart is steadfast, oh God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. Awake my glory, awake lute Luke and harp. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing to you among the nations, for your mercy reaches unto the heavens and your truth unto the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. My soul trusts in you. Do you trust God with all your soul? You can, you know. O God most high, that's Elohim, Elion in Hebrew. No one is higher than God. That's God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. Humans should never raise anyone or anything higher than God, and that includes Mary and the saints. Venerating them and praying to them puts God aside. That is idolatry and paganism. Doing that is no better than the pagans of the Old Testament. And I have a link in my blog to articles so you can dig deeper on those as to where all this paganism started. And it was man who invented it. God never said that you had to do this. No. In fact, God says don't. You know, the Ten Commandments, one of the first three is says don't have anybody above me. David's enemies prepare a trap for him, but they fall into it instead. Vengeance is the Lord's. It's not up to us to be vengeful. Leave that to God. The wicked will get theirs in the end. And you can click on over my blog and there's a link on uh, to Revelation and what happens and the final judgment of God. Now for the story, We're in 1 Samuel 24. After Saul returned from fighting the Philistines, he was told that David had gone into the wilderness of En Gedi. So Saul chose 3,000 elite troops from all Israel and went to search for David and his men near the rocks of the wild goats. At the place where the road passes some sheepfolds, Saul went into a cave to relieve himself. But as it happened, David and his men were hiding farther back in that very cave. Now's your opportunity, David's men whispered to him. Today, the Lord is telling you, I will certainly put your enemy into your power to do with as you wish. So David crept forward and cut off a piece of the hem of Saul's robe. But then David's conscience began bothering him because he had cut Saul's robe. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this to my Lord, the king. I shouldn't attack the Lord's anointed one for the Lord himself has chosen him. So David restrained his men and did not let them kill Saul. After Saul had left the cave and gone on his way, David came out and shouted after him, my Lord, the king. And when Saul looked around, David bowed low before him. Then he shouted to Saul, why do you listen to the people who say, I am trying to harm you? This very day, you can see with your own eyes, it isn't true. For the Lord placed you at my mercy back there in the cave. Some of my men told me to kill you, but I spared you. For I said, I will never harm the king. He is the Lord's anointed one. Look, my father, at what I have in my hand. It is a piece of the hem of your robe. I cut it off, but I didn't kill you. This proves that I am not trying to harm you and that I have not sinned against you, even though you have been hunting for me to kill me. You know, Saul was David's father-in-law because he married one of Saul's daughters. May the Lord judge between us. Perhaps the Lord will punish you for what you are trying to do to me but I will never harm you. As that old proverb says, from evil people come evil deeds. So you can be sure I will never harm you. Who is the king of Israel trying to catch anyway? Should he spend his time chasing one who is as worthless as a dead dog or a single flea? May the Lord therefore judge which one of us is right and punish the guilty one. He is my advocate and he will rescue me from your power. When David had finished speaking, Saul called back, is that really you, my son, David? Then he began to cry. And he said to David, you are a better man than I, for you have repaid me good for evil. Yes, you have been amazingly kind to me today for when the Lord put me in a place where you could have killed me, you didn't do it. Who else would let his enemy get away when he had him in his power? May the Lord reward you well for the kindness you have shown me today. And now I realize that you are surely going to be king and that the kingdom of Israel will flourish under your rule. Now swear to me by the Lord that that, that when that happens, you will not kill my family and destroy my line of descendants. So David promised this to Saul with an oath. Then Saul went home, but David and his men went back to their stronghold. (sighs) Patience and resistance and restraint, patience and restraint. Could you have done what David did? Saul had 3000 elite troops, David had only 600 and they were a rather motley crew we know from a few chapters back. Many times we want to jump the gun and take matters into our own hands and usually that doesn't turn out exactly the way we'd hope. We must trust in God's justice. God turned the tables on Saul. Take the opportunity not for vengeance, but to live by faith. David respected King Saul's position, the anointed king. Patience is part of the fruit of the spirit. And you can read about that in the the book of Galatians, where I I have a link to it in my blog. Examples from Jesus on this topic. Jesus teaches us how to live. In Matthew 5, 5, he said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Jesus was a meek and merciful king who never sought revenge while he was on the earth. That will come later. He taught us to love our enemies, Matthew 5, 43. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you and that way you will be acting as true children of your father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both evil and the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. Peter wrote of Jesus in 1 Peter 2.23. He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threatened revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God who always judges fairly. Paul wrote, Romans 12, 21, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. So the next time someone insults you on social media, what are you gonna do? Here's where the WWDD comes in. What would David do? Think before you comment. Think before you post. Please, think before you share. Is what you're going to say or share helpful? Is it in a positive note? Finally, is it important? The Holy Spirit in your heart does change you. What's so wonderful is that you too can have the Holy Spirit like David did. He is our gift from Jesus until he comes back for us. That's the rapture and it can happen in any moment now. However, there are some things that you need to do first. Believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever and that he rose from the dead three days later. Repent of your sins. Stop sinning. Do a complete 180 degree turn in your life and surrender your life to Him. Be baptized. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. Receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. So, how do you do that? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says, to invite Jesus into your heart also at the bottom of today's blog I've got two very special videos in there and the first one is um an excellent teaching by Amir Safati of Behold Israel from and about En Gedi uh, Israel where David was hiding and he tells the story so beautifully and you can uh subscribe to his youtube channel um and i also had the pleasure of hearing him speak here in phoenix last week and that video is also at the bottom of my blog and that uh, teaching is called like those who dream also excellent teaching Soli Deo gloria to god alone be the glory thank you for listening to this episode i pray that the holy spirit the author of scripture touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times, But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my Father on his throne.